Bud, Not Buddy, Chapter 4, Page 31 They hadn't locked the kitchen window. It slid open with just a couple of squeaks. Then I was inside the Amos house, crouched down like a cat burglar. Quick as a rabbit, I looked under the table to see if they'd moved my suitcase. It was still there. I got a whole lot calmer when I picked it up and it was the right weight. I didn't think they'd taken anything out of it. I couldn't be sure until I looked inside, but I could do that later. I took a deep breath and looked over at the ice box to see the shotgun was still there. I let all the air out in a big puff when I saw it. Shucks. You'd think that with the Amoses being so doggone mean, they'd worry about leaving the big old gun like that out in the open. What if one of their visitors got real mad at them about something? I unlocked the back door and set my suitcase on the first step of the porch so I could make a quick getaway after I was through paying these Amoses back. I opened the screen door real quiet and went back inside the house. Fair is fair. The Amoses deserved what they were going to get. I can't all the way blame Todd for giving me trouble, though. If I had a regular home with a mother and a father, I wouldn't be too happy about other kids living in my house either. Being unhappy about it is one thing, but torturing the kids who are there even though they don't want to be is another. It was my job to make sure other kids who didn't know where their mothers and fathers were didn't have to put up with Todd. My heart started jumping around in my stomach as soon as I reached out for the shotgun. It was a lot longer and heavier than I thought it would be. I lifted it and felt how solid and smooth brown wood against my shoulder. With it up close to my face, like this, I could smell the gray metal of the barrel and the gun oil Mr. Amos used on it. I aimed the gun at the stove and pretended I was shooting at an elephant or a dragon or a tiger or a beast of all, Todd. I imagined how it would feel to creep up on his bed while he was sleeping and put the shotgun barrel right in his nose. After that, I'd have to do some quick moving to get the grown-ups to get the grown-up Amoses. Unless they were real sound sleepers, the shotgun going off in Todd's room would give them a clue that something was going on. I lowered the gun. These things were just too dangerous to play with or to take chances with. That's why the first part of my revenge plan was to get the gun out of the way. If something went wrong, the Amoses woke up. I didn't want them rushing down to the kitchen to get the gun. I knew they'd shoot me in a flash and tell the home it was an accident. I took the gun outside and put it on the back porch in the corner where they wouldn't be able to see it until daytime. I felt a lot better when it was out of my hands. When I was back in the kitchen, I started opening cupboards looking for drinking glasses. The first one I opened had a jelly jar they'd given me to drink out of at supper time. I walked over to the sink and turned it on one of the spigots. The Amoses had hot water running right into the house. I let it run for a second to warm up 
and put a dish rag at the bottom of the sink so the splashing wasn't so loud. When the water was good and hot, I stuck the jelly jar underneath until it was filled to the brim. I started down the hall. Todd's door came up easy as anything. I tiptoed over to the bed. He was in deep sleep, and his hands were crossed on his chest like he was ready for the graveyard. I dipped my middle finger in the water. It felt the perfect temperature. I held my breath and picked up one of Todd's chubby hands. One of the older boys at the home told me if you dip someone's hand in a warm glass of water whilst they're asleep, they don't have any choice but to pee the bed. It's something about chemistry and biology making some value in your guts, valve in your guts open up and whoop, zoop, sloop. You got a wet bed. I started to dip Todd's fingers in the water, but I couldn't dip more than two fingers at a time. Todd's bed stayed as dry as a desert. I tried holding Todd's hand flat and pouring water over it, but he still didn't wet the bed. Finally, I decided to pour the water on his pajama pants. I pulled the blankets and sheet down and emptied the jar. His face twitched a couple t- couple times for a minute. It for times and for a minute it looked like his eyes were going to open but they stayed shut he smiled and the warm water from the jelly jar opened that valve up and whoop swoop sloop he soaked his sheets i tiptoed out of the room and down the hall and out the door my favorite saying in the world is he who laughs 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 best so i put my hand over my mouth and whispered Ha, ha, ha. I picked up my suitcase and walked to the street. Man, I was on the lam. I was just like public enemy number one. If J. Edgar Hoover and the FBI saw me now, I'd be in some real serious hot water.